0: Heavy. I like heavy
1: stuff. I'm mean, so into that heavy stuff. It's got to be heavy. The heavy sound, heavy. heavy beat. Rebel 1017 presents the Heavy in Ottawa podcast with Laura Collins and James Reed. Brought to you by The Coven, Ottawa's heavy metal themed restaurant, 93 Murray Street in the Byward Market.
2: It is March already. This is Heavy in Ottawa. I'm Laura.
3: And I'm James.
2: This episode's Spotlight Band is Elementals, and we have Cody and Jamie here in studio chatting with us a little bit later on. James will list some upcoming shows for the next couple of weeks. The first guest of this episode is uh, local promoter uh, Brandon Bird from the Diamond Mine Agency, and we have him over the phone this morning, considering the dude is crazy busy. (laughs) Thanks for taking the call.
1: You're very welcome. Happy to be here.
2: So you obviously... You have been in the scene for quite a few years now doing this. So how, how many years has it been?
1: 12, 13.
2: 12, 13 years. That's yeah,
1: a, I started my first show when I was 16 years old. It's been a few years now, and it's been nine years since I started the Diamond Mine Agency.
3: Right. Almost coming up on a decade. Damn, that's crazy.
1: I know. Just think about where we started, man, and to see where we are now, it's pretty crazy.
3: It is. It doesn't even feel like a decade either.
1: Not at all. We were just talking about this the other day, and it's like, it, it. no, it feels like it's been like five years at most.
3: Yeah, yeah, like it still feels like your, your newer project to me. I don't know why, but it's just yeah. like...
2: Who, who was the first act that you actually brought to Ottawa as the Diamond Mine Agency?
1: As the Diamond Mine Agency? I'm not 100% sure, but I did my first show at Mavericks when I was, I think, 17 with... Uh, A Plea for a Purging, Beheading of a King, and Fallen Archaea. I remember that was like my first bigger downtown show.
2: Right, because you're mainly concentrating on on, um, heavier acts, right? You bring in metal and most recently, or more recently, I should say, a lot of big hip-hop acts.
1: Yeah, I've been kind of switching over a little bit lately. I like to honestly keep a diverse mix of shows just because you're not oversaturating your own cities with you know what i mean shows that are going to conflict with other people going back and forth between your own events so i like doing a mix of comedy rock metal and hip-hop those are like the four i kind of like sticking to
2: right and i'm I'm sure everyone knows but some of the bigger names include like you brought sebastian bach known from skid row (laughs) like
1: yeah we've done about 15 shows with him now. One of my favorite rock artists to work with, for sure. Right, and um, you work with yeah.
2: Snoop as well, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, that was a crazy one.
2: You did a few shows with him, correct?
1: one so uh, I, I just did one. We did one show with Snoop Dogg, and that was last May in Toronto.
2: Right, how was he working with him?
1: You know what? I actually had no complaints. The guy was very professional. Everything ran perfectly on time to the 2nd. So it's just nice working with a very professional crew that's got everything down to a T.
2: And you also toured with Ed the Sock. So I kind of wanted to ask, what was kind of like the craziest thing that happened on, on that tour?
1: Ed the Sock, that was a, that was a different one. Honestly, I, uh, I didn't know what to expect going into that one. It was definitely different, to say the least. We did a tour out in BC, and they brought us to the Whistler Film Festival, and we met up with George Straumannopoulos and a few of the other guys from Much Music, and they put us up in a really nice suite in the mountains and stuff. I just remember we were out that night, and they kept us at this one like it was like, it was like a bar, but he kept doing all these interviews for all these different bands that night, and just watching him rip apart all these bands was, just, <laughs> was hilarious. It was good.
3: The guys certainly but, got no mind speak or no problem speaking his mind, eh?
1: That's it. Like these guys come in though, and they think they're about to do like a proper interview with him and like get credit and stuff like this. And this guy's just telling them how shitty they are and, and <laughs> how, how their band name sucks and how unoriginal it is. Were
3: stuff. these like established bands or just like whatever local bands?
1: Yeah, no, they're no like. Um, I remember one of them being that snotty-nosed rez kids uh
2: oh yeah I know those group.
1: guys yeah Okay, yeah I yeah. was one of them that he ripped apart. So like uh, actual
3: bands that have got some
2: some oh, distance yeah. under
3: yeah. their feet for sure. Wow, that's hilarious.
2: So a lot of times with that kind of act, it's a stage act, it's a persona, so were you able to actually get to know the guy behind the character?
1: Yeah, yeah, and, and put it this way, he's nothing like you would think he is. <laughs> the way that, from the way that he looks to the way that he acts, he is nothing like you think he is being at the sock.
2: And that's how it usually is, right? Pe- it's people an turn into <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, like
1: somebody's like something that somebody wants to do that they can't, so they just try to, like, kind of hide it. But at the end of the day, it's just a very unique, kind of different kind of show, and I just thought it would be a good thing to test out, and it went all right. It went all right. Just worked sort of, out.
3: That's awesome! You've also worked with was it the Trailer Park Boys, and you're doing Kenny versus Spenny, too. Uh, yeah. How'd you get into all that?
1: The Trailer Park Boys thing, I just randomly messaged Sam Lasco one day from the Trailer Park Boys, and yeah, he agreed to come down and do a comedy show, and then it kind of just opened up a ton of doors from there, just because he gave me some context to some of the other guys in the show and whatnot. And then we started doing Randy and Leahy comedy shows, and we started doing Tyrone and some of the other guys. So it kind of just spiraled from there. And it being one of my favorite TV shows out there, it was kind of cool to get to know everybody. And then on top of that, when we were doing some of our bigger tours out east, the Trailer Park Boys would invite us over, we did a couple podcasts with them, the Jackass guys. Oh, Um,
3: yeah, true. You forgot about all those guys, too.
1: Yeah, we had a tour of five guys from Jackass, and I got a call like as we're heading out to Nova Scotia, and they're like, "Do you want to come in into a podcast with uh, Ricky Bubbles and Julian?" And I'm like, <laughs> uh, "Yes, <laughs> <laughs> sure." Yeah, we did that. That was a couple of years ago, and then it, it was nice because then I got to meet all those guys. And ever since then, I've stayed in contact. And we moved Sebastian Bach out there. They brought us out to Bubbles Bar after and whatnot. So, no, it was kind of cool to network with those guys. Mm.
3: Did they already do a lot of like comedy tours before you hooked up with them, or did you kind of like, kind of
1: bring uh, that in? Like, like Sam and Tyrone and all those guys. No, I like kind of created that for them. Uh, Randy and Leahy were doing comedy tours for quite some time. I was say, and then the Trailer Park Boys have been doing their live show for a long time too.
3: Okay, what was the first show that you booked with Sam then?
1: Mavericks actually.
3: Was it the the hot dog eating competition one?
1: Yeah, yeah, okay. And we just created everything. We had no idea what to do. We're like, okay, how can we create a comedy show for this for this caveman? And uh, we, yeah, we did the hot dog eating competition, this karaoke thing. We did a mixture of a bunch of things. But yeah, no, it, it honestly it has a funny little set.
3: Right on.
2: So for anyone listening, it sounds like super good times and glamorous and whatnot, the the whole industry and what goes on. But behind the scenes, often, it's very different. And last year, you were very open and vocal about kind of like your own experience in the industry and how you got kind of burnt out. Um, What was your experience like last year? What did you go through?
1: I think a lot of people that are actually in this industry can probably relate when I say something like this. And it's not in like a bad way or anything, but I just find this industry is very different, diverse kind of community. And it takes a certain individual to be able to withstand going through all this stuff over the years. And I just hit a point where you get so caught up and so in love with what you're doing and you don't really kind of take a look around what's actually going on because you're so focused and you're trying to get something done. And then you realize that you're kind of ruining other aspects in your life to succeed in your business. And I just got to a point where I was pushing off everything else in my life and only caring about work. It was good because I fell in love with my job, and my job is what made me happy. So it was kind of nice to fall in love with something that I put all my heart and soul into. But it came to a point where I just I, um, I took on too much. I had a couple big losses on some shows. Had to move a couple times all at once. Broke over the girlfriend of five years. Lost my dog. Lost my cat. Well, lost everything just kind of at once, and it just kind of made me take a step back, try to prioritize what's really important in life, and not just try to work a 14-hour day and try to book 100 tours in a year. So it kind of just made me prioritize what I needed to do with my, my business and not just make it my uh, everything.
2: Right. And it looks like you've been able to prioritize a lot of your life and you seem to be doing amazing right now. And I wanted to also ask about the mac and cheese place because I think uh, some people know that next to Mavericks, you you and Mehdi initially, is that correct? You opened the mac and cheese place? Yeah, yeah. Mehdi
1: and I opened the uh, midnight mac and cheese back in October in 2018. And then I took it over by myself in 2019. And I'm still running it as we speak. It's, a little bit difficult now that I moved to the country and whatnot, but we love being on Rito Street, being right downtown. So no, oh, everything's going great. We're switching the menu over right now. We're doing a big kind of grand opening probably Friday this week for our change and whatnot. So yeah, no, it's been going pretty good. And it's a little bit difficult in the winter time for a business like that, but we've still honestly been doing exceptionally well.
2: So what can people expect on a new menu? Can you reveal yeah. anything?
1: we got lobster mac and cheese we got poutine now for everyone that kept asking because we couldn't uh, we couldn't do it before but yeah we've got poutine. we got 10 different types of poutine 10 different types of mac and cheese uh, a couple different types of pierogies a couple new other things coming on the menu but yeah we're adding like buffalo chicken lobster cajun shrimp a few other things
2: I'm getting hungry right now. <laughs> Can I go over for breakfast?
1: Yeah, we should We should start doing a little breakfast thing.
2: <laughs> That's it. So what kind of shows? You, you had mentioned that when we're recording this, you will be announcing a show in about half an hour. Or so what kind of shows um, that you have announced that are coming up in the near future? I know that Buck Cherry that we're also promoting is coming in town again.
1: Yeah, so I've got a few tours coming up. So my next one's with Kenny and Spenny again. It's been a couple of years since I've, I've probably been over two years since I've been tours with those guys, but I got them going all the way from Montreal to uh, Saskatoon. Then I got a tour with a hip hop artist named Chris Webby. Then we got that Buck Cherry tour that goes from Thunder Bay to Halifax, and we actually just sold out one of the shows already. It's been on sale for one week, and we sold out uh, Moncton, New Brunswick.
3: Where are they playing there?
1: A uh, place called the Titan and
2: Oh,
3: yeah. Right on.
1: But, yeah, so we, we sold 500 tickets in one week, so not too bad. Damn.
2: Congratulations.
1: Thank you. <laughs>
2: Let's try to sell out the Ottawa show, too.
1: Oh, yeah. Ottawa sold out last year, so I'm sure right. we'll, we'll be able to do it again. That's right. But, uh, yeah, so we got that one, and then we also got um, a couple shows with Classified coming up. Uh, we got shows with a bunch of hip-hop actually right now but for anybody who's telling me that I don't do enough metal shows anymore I literally just confirmed five of them so you're welcome nice
2: <laughs> we can't wait to hear what they are
1: I know it's been it's been weird though like, and it's nothing against like the metal community because I it's literally like been my heart and soul since I was 14 years old I literally love doing metal shows it's my favorite it's just it's I find a, a market that you can't oversaturate and it's it's not a, a market that, I, I, I just don't want to say, there's, there's enough competition in the city, you know? There's a bunch of people trying to do metal shows now, and I respect that. And it's something that I'm not going to lose sleep over if I don't get the show. However, I do still love doing metal events. and I'm looking forward to doing a bunch more this year.
3: So with all those tours that you just mentioned, are you going out on the road with the artists on all of them as well? Or are you just kind of booking them and hanging out in Ottawa and running the rest of the stuff?
1: Yeah, no, these ones I am I am going on. You are, eh? Yeah, girlfriends are not too happy.
3: <laughs> they never are when you leave. Uh, no. Um, I mean, uh, how do you find acting as the tour manager as well on the road, right?
1: Um, no, no. So if I go on tour with like Buck Cherry, they've got their own tour manager. I pretty much run it as like an actual, because I buy all these shows. Before I used to sell them to other promoters. Oh, so you're now promoting them. Now I'll come them. in and I'll just buy five, six, seven, ten shows all by myself. So I have to be there to run the actual event as the promoter in each city. Oh, sometimes okay. I've got, sometimes I've got partners and venue owners and whatnot that will help me out and run it if I can't make it. But no, I'm going on all these ones. But the problem is, is I've got multiple dates with three, four shows in one night. So trying to spread out my staff is uh, getting a little bit difficult.
3: How's it been with the the staffing and moving from being a, a one man show to being a business, employing other people, and actually having to deal with all that aspect as well?
1: Um. It's fine. I like it. It's just the the only thing that I wish I could do is I wish this was like a full-time agency where I could, you know what I mean, give a couple people 40 hours a week. It's just such a spread out job cycle where, you know what I mean, we just went two months with hardly anything to now coming to do 45 shows in two months, you know?
3: Yeah, it's the also uh, the pain of this time of year too for you, right?
1: Exactly, exactly. So it it's easy to manage them when you've got great employees like I do that are... That are willing to pick up shifts that are kind of spread out from each other. But uh, at the end of the day, I've got about five five employees in Ottawa and then about five employees elsewhere in Ontario. So It's
3: definitely cool to see the progression from uh, Sammy's Pizza and Dun Robin to this.
1: <laughs> as if we both, uh, as, if, as if that's where we started, buddy. Yeah.
2: All right, well, good luck with everything. We can't wait to hear which shows you're going to be announcing this year. And we'll keep an eye on the Diamond Mine Agency website and social media. And good luck with everything.
1: Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm uh, looking forward to what's coming up this year. And I think, I think I'll surprise Ottawa. I'll say one thing. I'm doing one or two festivals by the end of the year. And uh, they're definitely ones to keep your eye open on. All awesome. right.
2: Oh, I'm going to ask quickly. When are those going to be announced?
1: So I'm doing, my first one will be announced probably by the end of April.
2: All right.
3: We'll keep and, our eyes peeled. And it's September.
2: All right. We can't wait to hear.
3: Fantastic. Thanks hey. for joining us, man. Thanks so much hey, for taking the time. Thanks for having
2: me. All Cheers. right. Have a good one. We will be back shortly with the Elementals, but first, this is Warp Lines and Sleeping on Heavy Nautil.
3: week's Spotlight Band, we have the one and only Elementals, and we've got Cody and Jamie in the studio. Thanks for joining us, boys.
4: Thank you for having us.
3: So, you guys are uh, starting to do some new stuff this year, some displacements, some some moving around, new members of the band. Uh, Let's let's hear about it.
0: So, yeah, we decided to make the move to uh, Kitchener, to be closer to Toronto, just to pursue further opportunity. We have our friend Kieran down there. He's going to be joining the band, playing guitar, little uh, keys. And we have our other buddy Kevin. He's gonna be our new bass player. They're real good guys, super talented. Yeah, we're just excited to take this band to the next level. Right on.
3: Now, uh, Kieran, that was the guy that you guys
0: recorded with, right? Was it him? Uh, no, that, that's uh, Donnie. He, oh, uh, just uh, he's a good friend too. They're, we're all kind of connected. Okay, there.
4: they were in the same band.
0: Oh, okay, that's yeah. what it was
4: yeah, then. Are you the guys league joining
3: league. that band as well, too? Is that still a thing? Well, we're joining another band, but not the band that they're both in. This is confusing as it's hell already. Yeah. So what <laughs> band are you guys going to be joining it with as well?
0: Yeah, so Kiron has a new project. He's got a four-song EP recorded already. So his his band that he plays with right now, Odronimo, they're coming to an end shortly. But I think, yeah, he's going to make the announcement.
3: So it's still on the hush-hush right now. I shouldn't have asked that. <laughs> So, bringing it back to you guys, how long have you guys been playing together for? 6 years. 6 years as Elementals. Okay. Yeah. And then longer before, right? How did you guys initially meet? Geography class. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Yeah.
0: What was the the first band then brought you guys together? So, I walked in wearing a Them Crooked Vulture shirt. Okay. And turns out that Jamie went to the same concert I did at the Scotiabank place there. Okay. And he just saw the shirt and was like, what's up, man? And yeah, As Jamie of does. Yeah. <laughs> I pointed right at him, and I said, we're going to be friends. <laughs> that was it. The
3: decision was made. All right. Tell me about the writing process.
0: So the way it's been for most of uh, most of the songs is uh, I write them at home, and then I bring them to the band. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just, I don't know, it's the way it's worked for us. It's worked pretty well. The songs, like, they take on a new life, obviously, when I get together with the guys, because everyone has their own, like, special talents, and it really morphs the song into something new. Nothing ever gets
3: written, like, jammed out or anything like that? It's always pre preconceived kind of thing? Uh, Medicine was written together. Yeah?
0: We were kind of just, that was just, like, one big jam session.
3: And that was off of, that's Mother Nature, right? Yes. So you guys have two records out, right? Yes.
0: So... What are the names of them? So the first one is called I'm Not Here, I'm Not Real. I believe that was released in 2015. We recorded that in the Askapunk basement with Stefan and Calvin was there. And I believe uh, Jordan from YC Drums, he teched on that album. Back when he was still in Ottawa. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, we don't, we rarely play any, so we play, I believe, Trains off that one. I like that but, song. Uh, I don't think we really play anything else off it. Right on. And then the other record is called uh, Mother Nature and Her Bipolar Tendencies. And where was that record recorded then? That was recorded in Chesterville at our friend's place, Mike and Sam's. We did it in their uh, little like shed, like where that where he uh, his band's or his band uh, practices. Yeah, So it was a great great time. Um, Donnie came down from Toronto, and we did it over Easter weekend. I forget what year, 2017. Yeah, 2017. It was just a great time. There's nothing around you except fields. You know, just nothing to do but play music and yeah. drink.
2: <laughs> so you guys are originally from Almont, you mentioned earlier, before we started recording. So how do you feel like this move is going to be from Almond to the big world, <laughs> the Kitchener? Very
4: different. Very different. We like Almond has, I think, 4,000 people in it. Cody actually thought Kitchener was a small town. <laughs> it's got, what, 200,000
3: 200, people in it or something like that? I mean, it is a small town, but it's definitely not as small as Almont.
2: Yeah. Not on the same scale as No, Almond. nowhere near, no. <laughs> what are you hoping that this move will bring along for your batch?
4: Uh Lots more shows. We'll be closer to a lot more cities than we are in Ottawa. Like, if we want to go play Toronto right now, we got to drive four or five hours. So we'll just be an hour outside of there. Closer to London and yeah. Hamilton... Pretty close to the border, too. We want to get into the States. Right get our on. Our visa's going. Cool. Just two or more. Play more.
2: So, so the timing for your move is you, you guys are basically gone by the end of this month, and you have a two-day farewell show basically booked at Live on Elgin.
0: Yeah, we got um, two farewell shows. Uh, we had March 21st booked with Live on Elgin. Uh, they're doing a cool new series called Live on Elgin Presents, and, yeah, John asked us if we wanted to play one, and we just decided we'd make it our farewell show. And that sold out. It was really sweet. That sold out within 24 hours. And the
2: both nights are sold out?
0: Both nights are sold oh, wow. out now, yeah. Is
2: that going to be videoed as well?
0: Uh, the first night will be filmed by our buddies in Angry Neighbor Pictures. The first night, Molly Wright, a local photographer, is going to be taking some pictures and videos. Yeah, so we're happy to have her out, too.
2: Do you know when it's going to be released, The the video of the event? Uh... I think the turnaround time
0: for something like that is, I don't know, maybe it might be a month, but yeah, that's okay.
3: <laughs> so how did uh, how did the move come about? I think that was a pretty spur-of-the-moment decision, possibly involving some alcohol.
4: No, not even. No? Um, our I base don't believe player, that. Our bass player quit the band.
3: I still don't believe that there was an alcohol involved. <laughs> I'm, I gotta say, I'm calling bullshit on that uh, right
4: I was now. working and I texted Cody the day after our bass player quit. Still and I doesn't said, sign off yeah. on the alcohol. <laughs> I just said, uh, this is going to sound crazy, but I think it's what we need to do. I think we should move to Toronto. Yeah. And I didn't expect him to say yes. And he's like, yep, let's do it. So that night I talked to my brother. We got a place lined up. He's got a a house down there for us to rent.
3: Was that like your initial plan when you started mulling it over in your head? Was like, oh
4: yeah, you know, I could probably do that. Yeah, well, Kieran texted me and told me about a couple guys from his band quitting. And he jokingly said, move down and play with me and I'll play with you. Okay. And I was like, I hope you're not kidding because I'm, I'm doing it. Because <laughs> I just told my brother to kick the tenants out. I'm
3: coming in.
2: Well, it's like, Basically. It's like any relationship, right? You're, you're taking a leap of faith. You're yeah. kind of like moving, not across the country, but, you know, a few hundred kilometers away from yeah. here to, to be with someone.
3: He's really cute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then how did you guys meet up with uh, Kiran and all those guys in the first place?
4: We met them at the avant-garde. Uh, the bombs couldn't play a show. They knew Big Lonely, the band Kieran, was in, and they had to drop out of the show, I believe, and they asked us to fill in for them. Okay. So we ended up doing Ottawa and Montreal with them that weekend. Oh, you did both? Yeah. Oh, cool. Okay. And we all hit it off really well, and we've played a lot of shows together ever since. Cool. Yeah. All right.
2: That answers the question, which one of you has the best memory? (laughs) I have a terrible
0: memory.
3: It's just surprising. I would think that with all the stuff that Jamie's done to his brain, that his would be a little bit worse. (laughs)
0: It's
3: more flesh wounds for me. Speaking of flesh wounds, um, let's talk about why you decided to uh, deep fry your hands one time. Yeah, that one involved alcohol. Excuse
4: me.
2: (laughs) Okay, we're going to have to hear that story. Uh,
4: Okay. I. I was making chicken wings one night. I was in between houses. I was back at my parents for a couple weeks there before I got my my new apartment. And uh, I didn't bring my deep fryer, so I boiled some grease up in a in a pot, went downstairs, came back up and my kitchen was on fire. So, I grabbed the pot, slipped on the grease, spread the fire around a little more. <laughs> <laughs> Got it uh got it calmed down. My girlfriend at the time, thank God, ran to the baking powder and uh smart she, woman. Yeah, she uh threw the powder all over the flames behind me as I was running out of the house. So
3: boiling hot pot of
4: Yeah. Oil. Just like burning my hands and my arms. So uh got it outside. Everyone was okay. House didn't burn down. was the kitchen? It's fine actually. Yeah. There's a couple burn marks on the floor, but most of the damage was underneath the uh the cupboards. So mm. you can't see it.
2: And you can credit your ex-girlfriend for saving your life, yeah, basically. Yeah, one
4: of, the, <laughs> one of the better things she's done for me.
2: <laughs> and your food, no? Uh,
4: no. I didn't even get the chicken wings inside the pot yet. Oh. <laughs> so I was at the hospital getting all stitched, or, um, wrapped up. She's and at home eating the chicken wings? Well, my mom came, and I'm like, Mom... Put my chicken wings in the fridge. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, the nurse was giving me a bunch of morphine, and I was like, oh, I think you should know I've been drinking. She's like, yeah, no shit. (laughs) She could tell, eh? Yeah. And then James had to sit in for an elemental show. That's how I drummed
3: for an elemental show. Yeah, yeah.
2: thanks for that, buddy. (laughs) Well, you guys are connected for life. Yeah.
3: If anybody ever wants uh, elementals to come into your house and cook you dinner, I recommend you don't. (laughs) <laughs> I, haven't, uh, I haven't fried anything since Really? Yeah Not even like in a real deep fryer? No Scarred for life I bought life. an air fryer Ah yeah. On yeah. Cody's train Yeah <laughs> Right on Yeah let's check out some tunes So um, we're going to play a song years And I don't even think I gave you guys a heads up on this But that's fine um, What song would you guys like us to play?
4: Follow Your Heart I don't think that's by you guys. No, it's not a song. Follow your guys' heart. What do you want to hear, James? Oh, <laughs> I'm like, oh. Uh, <laughs> <that like> a... <laughs> I don't know. I think maybe, um,
3: what did we play last time? Do you remember? Was it Angel, I think you did Angel Static? Yeah, I was going to say Angel
4: Static. Let's play Medicine because that's a good one. This took like two years to write. Did it? <laughs> Why? You kept dropping it and going back to it. It's got like 15 parts in it. It does. Yeah, yeah
3: I remember when I had to learn it. <laughs> <laughs> What do you got to say about the song?
0: Oh, yeah, it's definitely the craziest song we've uh, have ever tried to write musically. It's really fun. It's just a real fun song. It's good to groove to. <laughs> Here is Madison by Elementals.
3: That was Medicine by Elementals and we're back in the studio with Cody and Jamie. Boys, I've got, uh, well, I guess two more questions because one of them I just want to hear what Jamie says to it. But we're going to start with the first stupid question. If you were to be sponsored by a restaurant, what would it be? This is also sort of, I want to hear what Jamie says to it, but. Mm, yeah, I
2: don't know. Considering you're not allowed to cook, we need to figure <laughs> out the restaurant that's going to sponsor you for the rest of your life.
0: I don't know. We do love our Wendy's, eh? Yeah. JBC's. Yeah. That's, t- yeah, that's a tough question. I would hope, I would, I would hope it would be Wendy's, I think. Personally, I don't know what, how Jamie feels. Great Canadian Meat Company.
4: The Great Canadian Meat Company. Yeah. Is that
3: a restaurant, technically? or is uh, that Yeah,
4: just... we stop by Five Paddles every time we go through Toronto. Okay. And it's right next door. It's right like on. the warehouse there, but they have a restaurant in the front, and they make awesome sandwiches. Okay. And, uh, All right. That's my vote.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and this episode of Heavy in Ottawa is sponsored yeah. by...
4: <laughs>
3: Shout outs, Great Canadian Meat Company. <laughs> uh, and now Jamie and Cody, too, but... Um, what does the number blue taste like?
4: Ooh, like a fresh swim in the ocean.
3: Oh, all right. Anything to add to that, Cody? Salty. (laughs) Uh, Like a cool Max Froster on a hot summer day. Ooh, some brand placement. I like it. Sponsorships coming in. (laughs) Shout out to Max Frosters. (laughs) (laughs) And the ocean. Right on. Well, thanks for coming in, guys. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks a lot for having us. Really looking forward to, to seeing what you guys shake loose in Kitchener and um, seeing what the new band's going to be like, too, with the new lineup and all the rest. Also seeing what those two shows are like, March 20th and 21st. If you didn't buy tickets, it's probably too damn bad. We just, they're, they're sold out,
2: so yeah. good, good luck with your new venture.
1: Heavy in Ottawa. Brought to you by The Coven, Ottawa's heavy metal-themed restaurant, 93 Murray Street in the Byward Market. Heavy in Ottawa. Presented by rebel1017.com.
2: Welcome back to Heavy in Ottawa. I'm Laura, and here's James with the events for the next couple of weeks.
3: This Thursday, March 5th, at the Rainbow Bistro, there's an all-local show featuring Enforcer, Strange Angels, Fluid, and Strange Fugitive. This Friday, March 6th, at Live on Elgin, will be Wine Lips with special guests, Warp Wines. Also this Friday at Poor Boy will be Pandemics from Boston, Your Grandad from Toronto, and Local Boys, Premonition. Again, this Friday at the Brass Monkey will be Cryptitus from Vermont, Lutharo from Hamilton and locals Harmoniac, Lycanthro and Project Gothenburg. This Saturday, March 7th at the 27 Club will be Limb Lifter from Vancouver and locals Outfielder. Also this Saturday at Moose McGuire's will be the final edition of the Rebel 1017 Real Rock Search. This week's performers will be As We Suffer and Triple Murder. Next Thursday, March 12th, at Babylon Nightclub will be Bonds of Mara with locals Iconoclast, Civilian, and Hard Labor. Also next Thursday at Live on Elgin will be The Weather along with Patchwork and Enrosa. Next Saturday, March 14th, at Babylon will be Blind Witness along with locals Horcrux, Sinful Ways, and Worthless Agony. And finally, next Saturday at Prest will be an all-local show featuring Dad Sports, Lady Charles, Towns, and Lessons in Crime.
2: All right, people, get out there and go check out some shows. This has been Heavy in Ottawa. I'm Laura. And I'm James. We're going to leave you with lessons in crime, and the answer doesn't exist. See you again in a couple of weeks.
1: Restaurant